Some prayer meeting, eh? Now, I thought this morning that we would uh, look at this, and uh, I thought we'd go back to school and have the three R's. But not reading, writing, arithmetic. But uh, you'll see for a moment what I mean. So I want to begin, first of all, with the first R. And the first R, to my mind, is the reason for their prayer. Or you might say their response. Imagine that we were here this morning, we come to church. For us, really, it's quite comfortable. It might be a little bit warm, but we don't really have any difficulties. I know the road's closed at Langport for some of us, but that's just an inconvenience, isn't it? It's not, you know, it doesn't make anything difficult. This isn't a hardship to us. And we might reflect this morning, that's not true of so many of our fellow Christians throughout the world. But here we are this morning, we've come to church. Imagine Andy got up and he said, I've had a visit from the village, but oh, they don't have them anymore, do they? But, but, but imagine, you know, I've had a visit from the village policeman and he's told me that somebody doesn't like what I'm saying in church and I've got to change it. I've got to tell you all about multi-faith, um, like the schools, you know, or something what would we say? What would be our reaction? What, how would we have reacted if we were here in Jerusalem in the time of the Acts? Would we be outraged? Would we despair? Would we be disbelieving or defiant? I don't know. Perhaps all of those uh, reactions would be ours. But here it's very clear, isn't it? Almost immediately... They turn the whole situation over to God in prayer. And none of us needs to be a great Bible scholar, Latin and Greek and O-levels and whatever, to just realise that there's a lesson there for us. To perhaps uh, stop sometimes and for our reaction to be just that. To give it to God in prayer. Now those of, uh, that know me from the home group know this really rich coming from me saying this. Because I can be a bit of a, you know, soapbox person. And express my opinions about things in no uncertain terms. Uh, but I, So I too have learned something from uh, studying this uh, uh, for this morning. The example of the early uh, church. The other Sunday, uh, Andy uh, spoke to us when we were looking at the, the passage before about what we are faced with to some extent in the society in which we find ourselves. That secularism and pluralism, want of fancy words, we're faced with. We're not persecuted in this country as such, but the Christian faith and Christians are very much disregarded. Those laws that we, if you're a certain age anyway, grew up with based on a foundation of Christian beliefs and practices, they're disappearing and have disappeared. And what then is the church's response to that? That's that's the day and age where we live. What do we do? Do we protest the infringement of our human rights? Do we sort of 
run for the hills, as it were, and just get in our own little huddles and forget about the world around us. Perhaps we look to politics and politicians and want to find the, the party or candidate who's more inclined to think like us. Quite difficult, given some of the law, uh, laws and that we've seen being passed in Parliament of late. Or perhaps we bury our noses in the Daily Mail and mutter about the injustices of it all. You see, this emerging church, this baby church, they hadn't learned any bad habits. It was all new and exciting. And what they didn't have very much, but they had their faith. They had their trust in God. And so that was their reaction. And we need, as it were, to sort of just lose a lot of the baggage we have and get back to Acts, to that new church, and in faith turn to God. This was an early church meeting, a a prayer meeting. It says uh, here, it talks about the place where they were meeting. It wasn't a church because they hadn't got churches together yet. Presumably it was someone's house or something like that. And from Acts 2 we know that they were devoted to prayer. This is what the early church was like. For me, I, I think it's just great, you know, as we've come this morning and I sat down and have kind of, you know, to some extent planned this morning, sent Andy a little order of service and Steve and all that. But it's great, you know, that we do do very much the same things. And I think that's wonderful. And the nearer we get to those roots of a church that operates on faith, on looking to God, the better a church will be. You see, we all acknowledge that prayer is a good thing. Come on, go to a, a bookshop or a library. How many books can you find on prayer? Go, go to um, you know, one of these uh, Christian websites where you can get book of heaps of them out there. You know. Type in prayer. See how big a list you'll get of books on prayer. I think this must be almost the most written upon subject. I wouldn't want to test it, but we all acknowledge that prayer is a good thing. And personal prayer, that's important and vital in our lives. Not necessarily the easiest thing. I confess to you, not the easiest thing for me. But it's also a part of church life. And I think the purpose of these things being recorded for us is for us to see this. And if if you were to look into Acts, read back and read forward, you will find those incidences where they were together in prayer. It was a vital part of that early church life. And uh, this uh, story and there are others, you think of Peter in uh, prison particularly, you know, when he came out and he made his way back to his friends, where did he find them? In a prayer meeting, which of course is where he should have found them. This demonstrates to me the value and the power of, to use a nice big preacher sounding word, corporate prayer. Being together and praying. I believe in that. I, as many of you know, because I've said it 
before from this very spot. I believe in church. And so there's a challenge to us today as church, as a church here, as how we respond to the world and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Is that first response prayer? Is that where, does that characterise Five Head as a church? That it's a church that prays. A challenge for us all as part of this church here. Or whatever church we find ourselves part of. Are we part of a church that prays? Because it's not, it doesn't read to me in Acts like a sort of optional extra It reads to me like something that they had to do and that they continually did. So that's the first R, the reason for their prayer or their response. The second R, well, what kind of prayer have we got here? Let's look at their requests. Now, these people were not naive. They were new. It was a new church, but they were not naive. They knew that things were about to get tougher. If you go back into um, Luke's other writings in the gospel, we find there where the Lord himself warned the disciples about what was coming. In Luke 21 we read, but before all this they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of of my name. This Christianity thing was not going to be any easy option. It was going to get tough. It was beginning to get tough. If we move on into chapter 5 and on into chapter 12, for example, we find there the apostles being arrested in chapter 12 begins with these words. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intended to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. My, it's really getting grim now, isn't it? And these folks, you know, they knew that things were going to get difficult. So again, what, what was their response? What would be our response if we were faced today with real persecution? What would be the substance of our prayers? Honestly. Would we wail and lament the situation we find ourselves in? Pray that the rulers might change their mind. Pray for public opinion to turn to support us. Pray for our uh, government. In in their days it was the Romans and the like. uh, You know, to overrule Or pray for a means of escape or a place of safety. Did they do that? Well, you know they didn't, don't you? They didn't do that at all. Their prayer, first of all, had that element that praised and acknowledged God. They raised their voices together in prayer to God, sovereign Lord, they said. They were putting themselves in his hands. Whatever the situation's going to be, 
We trust you to have it. You're our God. You're our king. Yes, they brought the situation to God. And it's really interesting how they did that because they kind of said to him, from what they knew of the, of the Psalms, the Psalm that's quoted here, Psalm 2, they sort of said to him, well, do you know, God, really nothing's changed, has it? The world's always been against you and the people that serve you, even when it came to your own son, Jesus. And now they're threatening us. You see, they acknowledged that God was in control of this situation. It wasn't as if the wheels had come off. It's just that the car was turning in a direction that perhaps they wouldn't have willingly gone, but they knew that's where God wanted them to go. And so what do they do? They ask for God's help and power to respond. They ask for boldness and courage. They ask for signs to be, to be given. What they didn't ask for was for a release, but they asked for resources. They didn't ask for an escape. They asked for courage. To summarize, they didn't ask God to remove the problem, but to help them to work for him despite the problem. That's really good for us to read, isn't it? And to take on board. But I hesitate this morning, you know, because we've all experienced as a church or as perhaps members of a church somewhere at some time, real difficulties. And it's not easy to say, well, God, you know all about it. Just help me to be a good person through it. Just help me... I'll give you a little personal example, not to boast or anything, but some of you know that some years ago I had to go into hospital. Well, I went in and I came out and I thought that was all done. But then it all went wrong and I had to go in again. And I can remember when I got into the uh, casualty thing there, the only thing I was concerned about was not letting God down. Because, see, I was hurting and I was confused and I sort of didn't know what was going on and I felt terrible like when I threw up <laughs> I thought, oh dear you know I was apologetic and everything uh, because I didn't want to let God down I wasn't, I wasn't in a state to say anybody you know to, to, to witness to anybody except to just like be a good patient that's all I wanted to be and uh, the Lord helped me to do that that's just a little thing to illustrate because it's not easy to say to people, God, I know it's really tough for you, but, but be good for it. Ask God for the strength, not to take it away from you, but to, to deal with it. Because that's what these people did. They did a difficult thing. And sometimes it's not for the preacher to say, oh, you do the difficult thing. It's for us all to just see the lesson and embrace it together. It's not my place to tell you what to do, is it? It's the work of the Holy Spirit who works in our hearts and lives that stirs us up to do these things and to be the people that God wants us to be. But that's the way they approached it. And that's how our prayer should be. Well, the third R is rather obvious then, isn't it? 
It's my third point, by the way. It's my third point. <coughs> Go and tell Robin. That's my third. So I, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason behind that, so she got it now. I asked Jill that when I got to my third point to go and ask Robin because I want his help later on in the service. And then she missed. That, now, for you, that's all rather like being a fly on the wall in our home sometimes. <laughs> well, we love each other just the same, but uh, sometimes the communication sort of, doesn't it? I'm sure that happens to all of us. But here's the result of their prayer. We read it, don't we? That God answered. God answered in a tremendous way because the place where they were shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and preached boldly. Do you know what I think happened here? I think God heard that prayer and he went, yes! He was thrilled. Just like the coach on the football field, you know, and at some moment or other, all that training, all that shouting at them, it all comes together and they do it all right. Just like that, just like that teacher, I can remember, I can still remember being in school, just about. But, you know, just like then all of a sudden the teacher realises that the class has got it. Maybe only a little thing, but, you know. And it's just as all that effort has come together and they've got it. And I'm sure that's what God said. He said, they've got it. They understood. They did, as it were, the right thing. And he was just thrilled with them. And he was going to give them an answer. And the place where they were, it just shook. As we read through Acts, as I, as I intimated earlier on, we find... More and more, you know, as the persecution uh, increases, they come, they resort to prayer. And uh, when God's people are together, and when they pray in one spirit, when they're of one mind, when they have shared hopes and desires, then it shouldn't surprise us if things happen. What prevents things happening? Me. You. It's not God, is it? He's just waiting to bless us. But it does require something from us to have the right spirit and heart and mind. To be a church that prays together. And as I've said once already this morning, and I've said uh, Many times before, I believe in church. I believe in us being together. I believe in us doing things together. Functioning as church together. Not just Sunday mornings. So can I just make a little, because I'm here this morning, I take a little liberty and just challenge you. The next time there's an opportunity for us to pray together as church, where will you be? Well, it's a challenge to me as well, because probably the next time now there'll be something that'll happen, you know, and I'll have to sort of um, try and rejig things or something. I mean, it has happened before. We've been in Sheffield or something like that, but that happens to all of us, doesn't it? But you know what I mean, don't you? If there's an opportunity, let's all be together and uh, perhaps shake this building and shake the place where we find ourselves.